From WXVU and the Caritas Commitment, this is Think Negative. I'm Jack. And I'm Chrissy. And Jack, we're back. We are. It's a new year and we're still going. I know. I am so excited to be here today with you and our guest, Mary, Dr. Mary McGonigal. Um, we're looking forward to talking to Dr. McGonigal in a few moments, but um, Jack, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for a new semester. I actually think it could be a little tougher than the last one. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're getting back. It feels like there's a little bit of a heaviness, but uh, we are, I'm going to remain positive on our think negative and, uh, you know, think about the hope that there, that exists this semester with the vaccine and, you know, coming to an end at some point, you know, maybe not this semester, but the hope that exists with the vaccine looming. And I know many people that have already received it, including our guest, I believe she just received her first dose. Um, so Jack, when you arrive back to campus, uh, hopefully I'll be back uh, Saturday before classes start. I'm actually uh, trying to make the drive. I've never made the drive. Um, I've always flown and my roommate wanted to have a car. And so I figured maybe a little bit safer might just All be a fun road trip. All the way from Oklahoma. All 20 hours or so. Uh, but, Good. Well, uh, we'll be so happy to welcome you back after you've quarantined and taken your test. Yes. I, I have, I have, I've, I've sent it away and, um, I, I don't see anybody. Um, and I'm hopeful to come back. I think, um, especially as a senior, I, you know, if you'd asked me in July, do you think you're going to have a senior year on campus? I would have said no. If you'd asked me in August, frankly, I probably would have said no. Um, and, now it feels like we'll be able to have most of a senior year. You know, we might ha not have everything, but we're getting close. Right, right. We, uh, we ended the semester with a survey that uh, we had a great response rate, Jack. So we got some good positive responses. I think our listeners for the Think Negative podcast could, could boost up a little bit, just saying, but we yeah. got a response. Um, and... The survey, you know, talked about the messages going out. It talked about the communication. It talked about several things. You know, we do have messages that will be coming out. I know Father Peter's going to be sending a message and just pre preparing everyone for, you know, the feeling back on campus when we when we get there and the, the vigilance that still needs to take place. And um, something else we asked about was our contact tracing and the quarantining and things that happened on campus that our medical team was responsible for. And I'm so proud of the results. Like within three hours, it's crazy. Three hours was the result of that survey. People, positives were out of our community and in, into isolation or contact tracers got in touch with the, the, con, you know, the close contacts within three hours, they're out in quarantine. It just, it, it really was tremendous. And I think uh, that hope that that team is back at it already and, and enhanced. They even have a few more people, I think, that they're going to be uh, putting that same effort in and our whole community needs to put the same effort in. So 
that team responsible uh, for contact tracing, we had Mary Agnes Ostick on, on the podcast at some point, uh, she explained it all to us and was, was, was a great one. Oh, yeah. uh, but, but Mary Agnes is under the health center, under the director of the student health center, who's Dr. Mary McGonigal. And, you know, we, we let Mary, we let Dr. McGonigal go all semester last semester. We didn't bother her. But before the students come back, we do have a law students already on, but before they come back, Dr. McGonigal, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for having me. So we, we won't ask too many tough questions, but uh, tell us, Dr. McGonigal, what is happening right now on campus with our health services and the team? So, you know, it's, it's interesting that you talked about feeling hopeful for the start of the semester because our, our health center is open 24 seven right now and our staff has been back for a few weeks and we had our staff meeting last week and actually felt some really good energy in the room, you know, amongst our nurses, our nurse practitioners, our physicians, our administrative assistant, and, and they worked hard. We worked hard last semester, you know, our, our, our staff saw over 400 students diagnosed with COVID and everybody across the university was ready for the break. So we feel hopeful in the health center and we are preparing for the students return next week. And as you said, Chrissy, the law students are here. And as part of that preparation, we have our pre-campus return testing program underway and the response has been excellent. And, and in fact, our law school students who started on January 11th are through the pre-campus return testing. So they have completed it. And our students who read, our undergraduate students and other graduate students who registered with Quest, the response has been great. Almost all the students have registered and now they just need to receive their test kits and, um, do their samples and they need to be uh, FedEx by tomorrow. In fact, actually January 15th is the deadline that we have set for our students participating with Quest to return their sample. And the reason that, that we want that return by tomorrow is that we want some turnaround time and we want the results processed before the students return so that it gives us a sense of where we are as a community and for any students who test positive, who need to plan for a later return, it gives them the opportunity to do that. So we have everybody hopefully getting tested and uh, hopefully sending everything off uh, today, the day this comes out by, uh, I want to say there's like a deadline of like 3 p.m. in most places. Exactly. Yep. So uh, hopefully this comes out in the morning and hopefully if you're listening to it before three and you haven't mailed it, uh, get in your car and go find a FedEx place quickly. And then after that, don't go anywhere because um, uh, you need to self-isolate for the next or quarantine. I, I can never get the terms right for which is when you have it and which is when you are staying you'll safe. Have to, you'll have to listen to Mary Agnes's podcast again, Jack. She I, talked. I, yeah. <laughs> in a nutshell quickly if we if we ask you to isolate then you have been diagnosed with covid and so we want you out of the general population if we ask you to quarantine 
you are still away from the community, but we don't know yet if you are contagious. So quarantine is separating you from the community and waiting to see if you incubate and you turn positive, asking you to isolate from the community. We, um, we already know that you're positive. So it's, you're kind of doing the same thing, but for two different reasons. Right. Well, uh, so hopefully everybody starting now is quarantining. Yes. Uh, and, you know, making sure that uh, whatever those numbers are at when they're coming in from Quest, they stay there or drop uh, before everybody gets back on campus. Um, Dr. McGonigal, obviously, I, I am pretty sure I can speak for the entire student body when I say thank you so much for everything you guys have done in the health office to keep us all safe. Um, how do we make your jobs easier coming back? Well, thank you, Jack. And, and, you know, I would say the health center is grateful to the community. And I feel like, you know, there's some collective pride that we, we all were asked to prepare for uncertainty and manage change. And I think as a community, we did it and we, we use reasonable methodologies to forge a path forward to the end of the semester. And as Father Peter asked us to do was to prove people wrong that we as a community could do it and we did it. And I think, you know, what I am hopeful for and what I would ask of the community is to continue the ongoing vigilance and continue the, the, the processes that we put in place. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of imperfect processes all put together helped us get through the semester. And we're tired, you know, there's COVID fatigue and we're gonna be happy to see our friends after being away, you know, for two months almost, right? I think when we actually get back. So, you know, that being said, we wanna stay here and, and we wanna be here another two months, you know, we wanna be here another four months, you know? So I think it's just important to recommit to the Caritas commitment that we made in August because it, it worked. And, you know, we, the students will be tested and employees are being tested as well. So the campus will be tested upon return and there is a vaccine on the horizon. It's, it's not here yet. And, and I can speak a little bit more about that, but, but I don't want us to let down our guard. I don't want us to be complacent. I want us to be vigilant. And one of the things I would say to everybody last semester, and I still say it now, is that we, we have to comport ourselves like everyone around us has the virus. And so that means that when we come back, we still wear our masks. We still maintain social distance. We still gather in small numbers and avoid large gatherings. And um, when we don't feel well, we don't go to class. We don't come to campus. We call the student health center. So those, those, all those efforts, you know, put together, you know, made uh, enabled us to get through the semester. So I, I ask the community to to do that again. Well, you know, I think all of those things are are going to be so so important. I mean, every like you said a bunch of imperfect processes came together. And so, you know, every little thing, whether it's the masks or the groups adds up and especially, you know, looking ahead at now that there's at least one, maybe a couple variants that have appeared in the country and in the state that are, you know, not fully understood yet, but certainly uh, more contagious. It seems to be the consensus like, uh, 
while it might not make you sicker, it will make more people sicker. Um, I was talking to my roommates about this and I told my roommate I would shout him out because he said that the, the variant is, um, what did he say? Now I have to look at it. I, he said that, um, the new variant is, uh, bad, but good because you're not going to get, uh, any sicker, but you could get a lot more people sick, more people sick, but not, not sicker. So Yes. And, and, you know, there's so much we don't know about this virus. And, you know, anybody who says they're an expert, nobody's an expert. This is a novel virus the world has never seen. And, you know, viruses mutate to survive. You know, the, the reassuring thing is that, is that the mitigation efforts are the same. And it even is a call to be more vigilant. And so, you know, if we, if we follow you know, our guidelines, I think that we can still be successful. You know, the other encouraging information out there, you know, even though everything is fluid, is that the vaccine on the horizon is is predicted to offer immunity uh, to the newer variant. So, you know, nothing is for certain, but, um, you know, there are some encouraging, you know, things that we do know about how to manage, you know, the way forward through this. So go ahead. uh, Go ahead, Chrissy. Well, I was just going to say the messages that have gone out to students uh, before the semester ended and and continuing have mentioned the vaccine and that Villanova is a location for the distribution of the vaccine. Now, I, I know from meetings with you, Dr. McGonigal, that you know, we don't have a lot of information yet, but do you want to just give us a little bit of an update on the vaccine and what the status is for our very healthy population? Yes. So, you know, certainly in the news, everybody sees the rollout for the vaccine and, and, and you do see in the news and you see on, on your departments of health websites that, that, that it's stratified as to who gets the vaccine first. And so in Pennsylvania, we have your category 1A would be the, the people first in line. And so they are your uh, healthcare workers and it's, they, they call it vaccinate the vaccinators in, in, in essence. And then, you know, subsequent categories are still people who are at risk, like category 1B, you know, education and, um, you know, older uh, Americans. So yes, the distribution is stratified. and. Our general student population, we're among the healthier, you know, that's the upside, you know, you know, overall, we are a healthy, a healthier population than other Americans. And that, you know, and I am, I am pleased to say of the over 400 cases that we had on our semester, uh, on our campus last semester among the students, there were no students requiring hospitalizations that we were aware of and no complications. So that does speak to reflects what goes on nationally and around the world that that our the age of our students often do not have complications that other segments of our population do you know which is great you know on the other side that puts us lower in the queue to receive the vaccines you know that being said villanova is a site to distribute vaccines and i am in constant um, contact with the Chester County Department of Health, which is handling all things COVID related for Delaware County, the county where in which Villanova is located. I am in 
um, contact with the Pennsylvania Department of Health and the CDC. So our university is enrolled and registered and we are in the queue to receive these vaccines. And I was in meetings yesterday and today about them. We have the resources to administer them to a large population. And when they become available, we will be ready to administer them. So when we get them, we will be ready. We are preparing to administer them. I cannot tell anybody when we will get them. I do not know that. And actually, one of the questions that we've gotten from a few students who are, you know, may work in hospitals at home is they wanna get their first vaccine at home and try to get the second vaccine here. Well, right now, the Department of Health recommend that you get both vaccines at the same location. And the two vaccines that are being administered at this time are a Pfizer vaccine and another vaccine from a company called Moderna. And these two companies, it's it's a two dose it's a two dose series. So you get with Pfizer, you get your first vaccine, and then 21 days later, you get your second vaccine to give you full immunity. And with the Moderna vaccine, you get your first vaccine, and then 28 days later. So any of students who are thinking to get their vaccine at home, you know, think ahead. You know, where will you be in 28 days or 21 days? Because it, the site that you get the first, they do want you to get it at the second. Right. Well, I, I think, you know, uh, I don't think the names Pfizer and Moderna have ever been more well known <laughs> than the last few weeks. But so knowing that the vaccine's on the horizon, that uh, hopefully at some point in the semester, we'll all be able to get in a really long single file line into, you know, uh, into Davis and start, you know, going through the gym and do the same thing we do for the flu. But I think a lot more people will be excited about it. Um, if that happens to happen, you know, we still have to keep our guard up and keep our guard up even more than, you know, I think a lot of people, especially by November and um, I guess we weren't here in December, but by November, you know, I think people were really starting to, get a little bit more relaxed. And I think in some, you know, sections of campus, you could have, you know, you could go a long ways out in your sort of social network before you found someone who had had it. And so people were able to say, oh, nobody I'm friends with goes out, you know, we can all hang out and we can have our little squad of eight to 10 people in a room. And people were sort of relaxed and could you know, get away with those sorts of things because they were in a good group of people. You know, I, I knew plenty of people who would do that because everybody was in online class and would hang out. But, you know, we'd also been in online class in the same place for months at that point. And now we've got, uh, not that that was really a good move, but it, you had a little bit more isolation behind you and you weren't traveling or anything. So that was a really long-winded way of saying that um, going into next week, going into, you know, a period of transition, it's just all the more important that all of us stay, you know, with our family unit, which is a phrase I haven't used for a couple months. So it feels kind of yes. weird to say it, you know, stay with our family unit, masks on. I mean, it's going to be tough to sit outside, although I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that here in a minute um but trying to 
stay outside and be safe and be uh, both for ourselves and to keep you, Dr. McGonagall, from having too many headaches uh, in the next few months. I I think too, Jack, that's a, you know, you mentioned that I started the semester not really knowing anybody who had the virus. I am starting this semester with, I can list the amount of people that have the virus or had the virus recently, I feel like we're, we're starting in a different place. Yeah. And so that hope has to remain and the work that our team is doing and that we need to do to stay vigilant, I think was your point and I'm reiterating it, but you know, I agree that it feels a little different coming in, but we know we can do it. And that's what Dr. McGonigal was saying that, you know, if the, nothing changes for our actions on what we need to do to stay vigilant and to mitigate, mitigate the, the risks. So. Yeah. I think it's important that we, instead of putting our confidence in, you know, Oh, we've all been sitting in our dorms for a couple of weeks. We've all been relatively isolated, which I think was a lot of people's line of reasoning. We need to put our confidence in, you know, yes, assuming everyone around us has it. And so the confidence can come from taking all of the precautions uh, for as many weeks as it takes before we can uh, all get vaccinated and hopefully uh, have a good Villanova spring, maybe a few weeks there at the end where we're all feeling a little more confident. I mean, I think I think our, our community should feel a little reassurance in that, you know, relative to August, we had, we had, measures in place and we didn't know if they would work. And so we do start the semester certainly knowing that there are more cases in the community, but we also know better how to keep ourselves safe. And and we know that very a lot of what we did works and it will work again. So, you know, I, I think, yes, I, w- I would say it's going to be a harder semester for our students, you know, being inside the weather itself lends into that. I think Chrissy, you had mentioned that earlier, but we've been through it and we know what it takes to, um, to help minimize the spread of the virus. And I think if we can continue to do that, I think we can still be successful. And I'll, you know, Dr. McGonagall will take you off the hot seat now and thank you for that because I will end our discussion here with the outside and some fun things that you know our policy group which Dr. McGonagall you're a vital part of you know said that our outdoor activities need to continue supervise safe outdoor activities so our students feel that there's something to do on the weekends and that we keep everybody safe, but we have to remain outside. And so, um, you know, we had almost 5,000 undergraduate students pre-register for their campus cozy, which have arrived. They are on campus cozy and the distribution for them will happen the first two weeks of classes, the week of the 25th and the week after. And so that information is forthcoming, but the community first team is going to be sending that out next week. So, you know, we do want to people to know that the tents, we've got more heat in the tents. 
we have, but you know, still walls are open, but there's some that have heat, some that are still open fully, but you know, we, we do want people to remain outside as much as possible. It, it's been relatively mild. I'm hoping for a mild February and then, you know, we can get uh, everybody outside and do some programming outside and some, from some food trucks. We heard loud and clear. Everybody loved the food trucks. Oh yes. We'll, we'll bring them back and um, looking forward to that, that hope remaining the whole semester, as long as people do what we're asking them to do. And I think on that note, you know, going into the fall, right. It, it was really easy to stay outside and use the portable chairs, but it was only going to get worse weather wise. And now it can only get better. So if we can use the campus cozies for six weeks, I mean, well, I think it's harder to keep people inside by the end of the semester. So hopefully, you know, we'll be in great shape for March and April. Great way to look at it. I love that. Dr. McGonigal, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank Jack you for having me. Jack brought a tear to my eye when he thanked you on behalf of the students. You know, I love Villanova and I'm, I'm so proud of all the work that you and your team did last semester and last year and because we're coming up on a year almost since all of this began. and uh you know you you really are I feel such confidence listening to you talk about all of it so you're we're so thankful for you it's not it's not me alone it is my it is the entire community my department and everyone at Villanova across many departments has uh contributed to our success Thanks. Jack, Thank you, you so much. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, especially for the next 10 days, uh, keep your V's up, keep your masks on and travel safe. And hopefully uh, we'll see everybody, everybody's top half of their faces uh, <laughs> in a couple weeks here. Uh, thank you. <laughs>